The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. So my next guest has a, a podcast. Now, lots of people have podcasts. I think technically you are legally required to have a podcast now. But what's interesting about her podcast is in Ireland, there are something to the order of 2.8 million people in work. Every month, 3 million people listen to her podcast. That's more than the entire workforce of Ireland put together listening to her and Joanne McNally discussing, well, sort of everything. Vogue Williams, Vogue, how are you? Hello, that's a really nice way of putting it. Thank you. You've really bigged me up quite nicely there. I appreciate it. I have been <laughs> fascinated by this. I think the fact of, because like a wonderful Late Late Toy Show gets 1 million, 1.1 million, and it's a massive TV vehicle. A, a decent yeah. Tonight Show, like Jimmy Fallon was down in the 2, 3 million marks at one point when he wasn't doing particularly well, and that's in the entire America. <laughs> and you're netting 3, that's, it really is remarkable. It, it is it is it is quite wild when you when you think about the amount of people but um but which honestly I just feel really lucky that we get to do it because it doesn't feel like a job it actually just feels like I'm just having great crack with Joanne I just I recorded one earlier with her and we were just laughing we might like we need like 40 minutes for a pod and we might sit on for an hour and a half and like trying to cut loads of stuff out because we've gone on too long we just we genuinely really really enjoy doing it and it's it's so much crack when you cut out on at any point do you cut out on the grounds of good taste oh gosh I would rather I would rather say everything that I want to say and then I listen back to the edit every week because Joanne can't bear to listen to us uh, which is fair enough we don't like the sound of our own voices but uh, I listen back and um, it's not just things that we say that we might not shouldn't really say I'd say Joanne gets away with more than I do and um, but sometimes things go on a bit long and then we'll just chop and change it. We want it to be like the best product that you can get instead I of like... I don't, I don't, I don't mind the edits for I don't mind the edits for, for tightening it up for saying that we, you know, we, we tried to see was there something there and there turned out not to be there. But I've seen what you do put on the podcast. You are saying that there are points where you say, oh no, that's too far? Really? There, yeah, there actually are Good points Lord. where like, oh, we, yeah. So uh, they are quite spicy records at times. <laughs> Did you have it all out there? Did you have any sense when you were starting it that this was going to catch on? And actually, more importantly, at what point did you know this is big? Um, I didn't really feel it as quickly as Joanne did because she was kind of starting all her gigs. She was starting on the Prosecco tour and she was noticing it when she was at gigs. I didn't notice it as much then. Um, and then she was kind of like, I think that this could be turning into something. And I was like, oh, well, that's really cool. And uh, and then obviously you see your listenership and we we get figures and stuff like that. And we were just kind of amazed and never in a million years, I don't think anyone would ever really think that something like that would happen. So it was a very, very happy surprise. <laughs> Did you have any concerns about it? Because one of the things that every now and then when I am on, on YouTube trying to, I don't know, look at tiling or one of those kind of things, I, I get an, an introductory <laughs> ad of you with a small child recommending washing powder or something along these lines. I think, oh, fair play to vote. Yes. She must have made a ton of money out of that and, and best of luck to her. But do any of those type of advertisers go, hang on a minute, you're saying what on that podcast? There has been times when Joanne... I remember this was so funny. I actually got, <laughs> I was working with a brand and Joanne had slagged me off for it. And then we were kind of like having a laugh about it, but not really in a bad way. But then they were kind of annoyed about it. And uh, and I didn't get the call up again for that brand. So there has been occasions like that. But you know what? Brands like Fairy and stuff like that, that are very, um, um, they're just, it's a lovely brand to work with, but they're really cool about it. Like no one's, um, 
no one's really said anything that I work with. I, I, do, I, do I say things that are that bad? I don't know. I don't think I do. Well, it's not that there is a single thing where I would say, do you remember that one sentence? But there are general topics of discussion between the two of you for extended periods of time where you go, well, this is, this is interesting to lay in front of three million people. You know, three yeah, people I, maybe, I, but three million. <laughs> I feel like when you do podcasts, because I do a podcast with my husband Spencer as well, and I feel like for me doing them, you can't really filter yourself too much because it's not scripted. Don't get me wrong. We do a lot of research during the week. We get together things that we want to talk about and then we decide together what we're going to talk about. But you don't want to filter our conversation. It just makes it seem stilted. And like we want the pod to be really free flowing and fun. And if you start like trying to say, don't say that, don't say that. It's just like we'll break it up too much all the time. Um, and I wouldn't say that like I'm hugely private. I should probably be more private, but uh, but no, I'm not. I'm not too much. No, no, let's probably be careful. <laughs> the, 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 the definition, hugely private doesn't apply. Like, I don't mind. I'm happy. I'm happy to do it. Oversharers. That's what we are. What is the, what's the line? Do you have a line? Is there a point where that, I mean, we may not be privy to it, but inside your head, is there a thing where you say, well, these couple of things are, there be monsters. I never go there. I don't talk about them. Ah, uh, there's lots of things that you think that you wouldn't. And then sometimes you go with it. Like the, the thing about the pod as well is uh, a lot of things get picked up as headlines and, um, and they sound so much worse when they're written down on paper. So you read them, you're like, oh, God, I should like and things that we say sometimes about my husband, Spencer, and I can see them turning into headlines. And they I said something about him recently and I was I was just trying to kind of hide it from him. And then like I saw a headline and then there was another one and then another one. I was like, oh, no, this has gone too far. And he kind of rang me and he was like, what is this? I was like, I'm really sorry. I went to, I'm sorry. <laughs> just open with I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. There's nothing else I can say there. I'm really sorry. I can't now, take it back. You've put me in an, in an awful position now because I can't not ask the obvious question. What was it that you had said about him? Oh, okay. It was, uh, he got really sick on holidays and I thought he had, the doctor had said that he had overdosed on cold sore tablets. So I mentioned it on the pod and it was an initial thought of the doctor, but it wasn't actually what was wrong with him. Both of us, I actually got it after him, but he was really sick. And so I mentioned that in the pod and then there was all these news stories coming out being like, Spencer Matthews has overdosed. And I was like, oh my God, it's just, it's so bad the way it was written. I was like, why are they? Anyway, it wasn't great. It was like, Spencer Matthews has overdosed on pills. I was like, oh no. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, at least they said pills, so it has a slightly rock and roll feel to it. Like overdosing on cold sore tablets. That's... That's hard. I know, I know. And now I've brought it up again, thanks to you. So, (laughs) on the subject of your uh, family and home life, where is your family and home life currently happening? Because all of the recent coverage that I've seen of you has said Vogue Williams sells her magnificent nine-story penthouse overlooking the bay in Hull. I can't, I can't remember the details, I'm paraphrasing, and is departing the village yeah. forever. Oh, I'd never leave Hoth. Never, never, never. I love Hoth. I love, Hoth is like my sanctuary that I come home to, but I still am obsessed. Um, no, I'd never, ever leave Hoth. Hoth is, it's somewhere, I feel like I need Hoth. I need to come home to Ireland and like it just makes me feel really I just feel super comfortable at home I feel really relaxed so I am selling where I currently live in Ireland but I I am planning to buy somewhere in the very close vicinity of us <laughs> You're staying in the general Hoth area? Oh 100% I wouldn't leave Hoth no way uh, not uh, a question about it <laughs> is, is your love for the entire peninsula or if you cross the top and get into Sutton and all of that is it just uh, like how, how do you feel about sort of Offington? I actually uh, used to live in Offington when I was younger Um 
I lived in Offington Avenue when I was younger. I love that you know that. Um, and uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, my main love is for the peninsula. I'm not going to lie. Hang on a minute. If you, people from Sutton. Did you, <laughs> there used to be, there was a thing that Offington people did that always baffled me, which was that there was an electricity <laughs> substation with a green beside it. I used to hang out there. Why? I used to go drinking as a teenager. I don't know. Because <laughs> it was a dull. Like it was just literally a green and it was on the main road to the summit. So everybody yeah. passed you. It was the most conspicuous place in the world to do illegal underage I drinking. I know. And then we used to stand outside someone's driveway. That was a hot spot for a while. You just never know where you're going to end up as a teenager with nowhere else to go standing in the freezing cold. <laughs> On the subject of standing in the freezing cold, I was watching you on the the uh, late late the other day. By the way, magnificent outfit. The feathers were phenomenal. Oh, amazing Irish designer, Circa Orr. She's fab. Um, I love her stuff. So I luckily got to wear that top, which was very nice to wear. Lovely, always lovely to be on the the late late. And uh, I was on with Jimmy Nesbitt, and I'd never met him before. And I kind of, because of like the characters he plays and stuff, I thought he would have been a real stern, like serious guy. And he was absolutely stunned. Like really nice. Someone you'd want to go out for drinks with. Hang on a minute. The character, the most famous character that he played, the one that broke him, ended the uh, series, this being Cold Feet, which they showed the picture of. It was him grasping a rose between his ass cheeks. What about that made you think now? there's a guy who's going to be serious and intimidating. Nothing says well, I, somber <laughs> like a rose in your butt. He had a lovely bum. Lots of squats had been done, obviously. <laughs> um, I never watched Cold Feet, actually, so I, I, I hadn't seen it. Oh, it was good. Cold Feet, and the other one that, if you haven't seen it, that's worth watching, was the one that, oh, your man whose name eludes me was in, Queer as Folk. Did you ever see Queer as Folk? Oh, oh, oh my fabulous. God, that was so long. That was an amazing show. Wasn't it? That is so... How long ago is that? Like oh, it's a long time, ago. yeah. Gillen, Aidan Gillen, he was in it. He was yeah, brilliant in it. He's brilliant. Anyway, putting all this to one side, one of the things that you mentioned when you were on The Late Late Show was you described yourself as an Irish model. And what I thought was interesting was nobody on the panel knew what you were talking about, but everybody in the audience was like, yes, that is a thing. There is a specific yeah. thing, which is an Irish model, and they existed between, I think, about 1997 and about 2005. And you were one yeah. of the main ones of them. And this was a period in life where if you wanted to sell a product, you got an Irish model to stand yeah. in a bikini with that product, whether or not that product related in any way to bikini. <laughs> yeah, 100 I remember... The, the lotto used to do it a lot that you'd get a job for the lotto and you'd go for a, they were called press calls so I remember showing up to do a press call for the lotto and they had me outside on the Lewis tracks outside the lotto office in a bikini and heels in the snow and I remember thinking this is a bit strange now but okay I'll do it <laughs> now the, if I remember rightly the lotto offices that that's Lower Abbey Street isn't it yeah yeah that's where I was yeah <laughs> Lower Abbey Street in the snow is it's not the most inviting of places in any setting but when you're there in a pair of stilettos and a bikini that's a tough afternoon I, Do you know what though I have to say I absolutely I love looking back at the pictures because I think they're so gas and I loved working with all the girls that I got to work with because we genuinely had such a great time and when we did do like wedding shows and things like that like sitting backstage with them was so much crack and like it was a, it was a really fun job to have at the time well, this is the thing that I've always been curious about is what do you do with the passersby? Because if you if you go out with, a, even if, if you're Henry McKean, you go out with a Marantz and a, a microphone, you hold it up to somebody, you're guaranteed that somebody's going to come up and roar at you and say something. If you're standing in your pants on Abbey Street, you must get an awful lot of interaction from passersby. Um, you're out for a very short period of time um, because they kind of know that it's a bit, but like it's just people just like look at you thinking you must be mad and they're dead right. 
But uh, but that was the job and, and that's where I started. <laughs> and if the check clears, don't sneer at it. Exactly. I was in college and like um, I did lots of promotional kind of modeling work like that. I'd had my head inside giant burgers, uh, nothing overly fancy, <laughs> um, uh, holding lots of ice cream, selling them. So I actually, you know, I really enjoyed it. And it is funny looking back at them, but the state of me in a lot of pictures, the state of me. For whom did you have your head in a giant burger? There was a burger company now. It has since closed down, but that wasn't anything to do with me and my bad job of promoting the company. But they literally had this huge burger and there was like curly fries all on the top of it. And they were like, oh, open the burger bun. And like, I remember going home and I absolutely just stank of just meat. It was uh, it was an interesting one. It's funny, you know the comedian Carl Spain? Yeah, I do, yeah. One of the things that, that Carl, is, he's very funny about, but I think one of the most traumatic experiences in his life was being dressed up <laughs> as a burger to promote a, and he he won't forgive me for not remembering the name, but there was a burger chain in Limerick where he dressed up as the burger. And it's it must be now 30 years ago, but you can still see the pain in his eyes when he has to recant, because he got bullied on the streets for being a burger. This leads us to one of the world's great segues. I believe you're in Limerick, Vogue. I am in Limerick. I'm going to... <laughs> thanks for asking. No problem. I am going... <laughs> I'm going down to the Crescent Shopping Centre and um, and they're celebrating down there and I am going to be hosting lots of fashion shows all day on, uh, on Saturday. It's going to... This is what I used to do as well. I used to go to the shopping centres and we do loads of fashion shows. So this time, instead of doing the modelling, I'm just sitting, talking through the clothes. Uh, so I'm going to be down there for the whole day and I'm going to be shopping. I've dragged my sister down. We're going furniture shopping. We're doing loads of bits down in Limerick. So I'm really excited for that. So you have graduated to the Anna Winter position of the Crescent Shopping Centre <laughs> fashion show. I'm sitting beside Celia Homan Lee, uh, who is a very prominent prominent modelling agent in Ireland. And, I'm and a tremendously nice because... woman, it has to be said as well. So nice and super glamorous. Um, and I'm there with Mirren as well. And we're just going to have a, we're going to have such a laugh. I actually can't wait. I love doing jobs like that. I love coming home and just getting to do work with people from home and just be um, like going to Limerick and stuff like that. Like I love getting to go to different places in Ireland. I did a lot of that when I did a TV show recently. And it's nice to get to travel around Ireland. So this begs the question, why don't you live here full time? Oh, I'd love to live in Ireland. I do. I love <laughs> Ireland. Um <laughs> have you had this conversation with Spencer? Have you said, come on, let's do it? People will accept you. Do, you. do you know what? We're actually moving in Hoth because we do want to spend a bit more time here because we love it so much. And uh, and like, I'd love to, like the schools and everything in Ireland are amazing. And I'd, I would love to one day move back. So you never know. But at the moment, so much of my work is in London. I just, I wouldn't be able to. I'd just be traveling too much. And I just want to spend as much time with the kids as possible. And if I'm constantly away and uh, it just wouldn't work at the moment. Last thing I want to ask you about, Focus, to go back to the uh, podcast. It is one thing to start I'm a podcast. scared of what you're going to ask. Like, oh, God, you've really done research. <laughs> it's one thing to start a podcast, because the great thing about starting a podcast is if it absolutely sucks, it doesn't matter. It can just fall over and die and nobody yeah. notices. And if it's a big success, it's a big success, which is what happened with yours. But you then decided, we're going to put this thing on the live stage. Now, that means that you can't edit it. You've got people looking at you, no. and they've paid money for the privilege of coming in the door, which ramps the pressure up extraordinarily. What was that like? For me, it, it, it was a completely brand new experience, something I never thought that I would do. But Joanne had been on the road for so long with uh, Prosecco that I just, I was in the lucky position that because we're a duo on stage, that whatever happened on stage, Joanne would be able to like help me out if I needed her to. So it kind of alleviated the pressure in a way like that. But as well, we have spent a long time like, 
kind of getting the show to where we wanted it to be. And when people have paid money, we want them to go out and have the best night of their life and leave with a smile on their face and delighted that they came. And that was the most important thing for us. And I think that, uh, that it's been going really well so far. We've got the arenas, we've got Killarney and we've got the dates still coming up in Ireland and the Irish crowd are always great crack as well. So uh, do you know what? Not just the Irish crowd, the ghosted crowd are a different kind of crowd. They are just up for the crack. So when you're going out and you've got a crowd like that, you're kind of winning already. So we're very lucky with that as well. Vogue, great pleasure to talk to you. If people want to see you in person, they can find you at the Crescent Shopping Centre nestled between Murren O'Connell and Celia Holman-Lee. Vogue Williams, thanks again. Thank you very much. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.